Hey hotties, we're always telling you what to do. Now it's your turn to tell us what to do. Head to hotyoungdesignersclub.com to take our seven minute 2021 listener survey. And as a bonus, we'll be giving away an HYDC t-shirt to three random entries. The survey closes March 31st. So give us all your feedback and help us design the best community ever. I really have an eye for design. But I just need a few pieces. Oh, I, I just marked up some edits on your contract. Do any of these client statements sound familiar? They've fooled us at least once, but now we call them red flags. Let's go. Hi, I'm Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? I'm still elevating my broken foot, but... Yeah, you better keep, keep that up. Working on it. How is it going? I mean, spring is almost in the air if you live in greater Los Angeles. I think it was fall spring. Yeah, we had it too, but now the rain's coming back. I don't know. I think it was like a fake out. It was like the Groundhog's Day thing where it's like, oh, oh, no, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll yes. be back. I'll be back. I'll see you guys yeah, in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's only February still. For now. For now. <laughs> or not. Okay, well, how's your week? I'll just jump into the fizzle of it all. I had, over the weekend, I had one of those emails from a client where it was like, mm. hey, we need to talk about, and then I could just, you know, how the little preview pops up and you're like, mm -hmm. nope, I'm not going to take the hook. Like, this will change my mood and atmosphere for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Just wait until Monday and then look at it. And I jokingly told you that it was a nasty gram. It actually was not that bad. It's just, I shared with you that this client now has a son who wants to get married at this home we're working on next April. So now they're just anxious because we're still in the planning stage of their project where there's no hammers swinging yet. So they are feeling like nothing's happening and I get where that comes from in the design process is that you can feel like you're not making progress because they're not seeing the progress I'm making. Well, right. And their house is not being transformed. Right. So that's the hardest part. I honestly, it was like to get on the phone with them and make them feel better. And they're not asking for anything unreasonable. They're just like wanting to be kept more apprised and feel like there's progress and what are we accomplishing and they're just, it's, it's not, I know the theme of this week's episode, but it's not a red flag. It was just like, Hey, pay attention. Like they're going to need to be kept on track because they're going to be worried about this thing that's off in the future. And after talking with them, they get it. Like, I'm like, you know, that just because you plopped this in April of next year means nothing. Like it doesn't change anything for us like we have to take it out of the equation and when it comes to the furnishing phase 
that's when we're going to have to reel it in because rooms we hadn't even considered before they want to add. And I'm like, nope, right now we're just on construction. Like when that's all moving, we can talk about whether I have capacity to take on even more rooms and just furnish only. But is it a good problem? Maybe if if their timeline of having it all done by April is, that's not, by April of next year already sounds crazy to do this whole giant house yeah i mean it just depends on how many custom orders and stuff but i don't know i feel like it would be a good if you can get the furniture yeah if they'll like commit to that then it's big because yeah it's like a two million dollar house it's nice it's but it's 4300 square feet it's a giant house well you need to prioritize for sure Right. So I'm like, that's where I said to them, I'm like, look, we hadn't even talked about some of these other rooms and we're not going to right now because we need to get through the permit stuff and get contractors working. And then when that dust starts to move a little bit, we can talk. But it was it was fizzle worthy because nobody wants that email yeah, to well, come it's in. That like, feeling we need to talk email, email. Like, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. What did I do now? Yeah. I get But that. it's OK. Yeah. I mean, I tend to overreact emotionally to those too, because yeah, you feel like you're like, I had to ask, like, did I let them down? Did I miss something? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, but they want, they just want to know more now. So even a weekly update, like they want a little bit, like he wanted to grab the steering wheel. Right. And I'm just like, what can you do from where you, yeah, like, no, back off, (laughs) fuck off, Shiv. (laughs) this is an uber stay in the back yeah please sir i will pull i will roll up the divider between us please do not (laughs) do not try to climb into the front seat or Um, we're gonna stop your trip early yeah and i did i said i'm traveling (laughs) yeah we always have to have like get on the train get off the struggle bus get whatever it is but yeah it was very much there's a baby cry it was that call it was like so here are things that we're already handling in scope of work. And here are things that I'm not. And if you don't like the way that I'm proposing, we split it up. You have enough time now that you could stop and find someone else and maybe get it done. Or we could just stay the course and stay focused on the real goal. And, you know, you added a new thing on the schedule, which is like cool for you, but it does, it absolutely changes nothing for me. Like, (laughs) Well, yeah. 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 And then when we're ready to start thinking about expand, because that'll be a whole new contract for all that extra stuff. It'll be, when can I start? And am I available to get it done in that timeline? Because it's going to need a lot of work. But it'll also be probably pretty profitable. So I'm going to encourage you to do it. Maybe with some help. on the... Just And that's kind of what it depends on is if it can be done and I can have a design assistant help with it and we can like get it going. Yeah. Yeah. Like April still, it's April next year. We're not, it's more than a year away. So the thought would be that in the summertime. Yeah. You need like a good six months to make sure you can get everything in. That was kind of my thought process was like from the order date from from June, like if we're looking at June, 
That gets us through at least the end of the year, plus some extra into the early year. And while the big pieces are swirling around us, if all the final elements aren't done, at least they'll have a place for everyone to sleep in the house. Yeah. With, you know, comfortable rugs and, you know, dressers and what, who knows, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, that was the fizzle. Sizzle side, I finally got, I have so many drawing sets that I'm working on right now for different client projects. It's about like six projects with all remodel and stuff like that. And finally, one of them is like fully in the hands of the outsourced uh, drafts person who's making the full set for city approval. And he's going to handle the structural work for me now. So like, I have a, a really amazing sense of relief of like, okay, I'm Now I just have to work on finished details. I have to work on, you know, other components of it, but that heavy lifting someone else is doing for me. And it's, it's not out of my hands, but it's like, I can't do anything about that. No, but it can move into the construction phase. Yes. So that was, that's like the first out of the six projects that has done that. It's different than the one I was just talking about. And it feels Mm -hmm. so good to be like, fuck, fucking finally, we are out of concept stage. We have preliminary floor plan layouts. And then now the everyone else who is their expert can just go. And it's not yeah. sitting on me where I'm the funnel, you know, like I don't need to be the bottleneck for that anymore. That must feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Similar. We're in SimSim land. I have too many projects all in the same phase. So I'm just like trying to hit these I'm kind of in concept presentation mode on a few everything (laughs) yeah like four or five and it's it's just it's my favorite and least favorite because it's like a little bit of battling the blank page and I just feel like I'm just at this like nonstop deadline it doesn't matter what the day is I'm going to be crunched right up into the minute so and like you finish one presentation they're like I love it it's great and then you're like I can't even enjoy that feeling because I have the other one where the presentation's not done and it's tomorrow or it's later that day like literally exactly yeah so I've gotten a few of them past preliminary concept and you know everyone's really happy and excited which it's great when they approve but then you've just wet their palate for more and then you're like and then you're like now it's going to be quiet for a few weeks because this is a lot of freaking work I know, but if our, I, I think it's coming off the holidays too. That was a really bad idea. I was quiet over the holidays and then tried to gear back up. So it feels like from a client perspective, it was a big lag. So I get it. Yeah. But it, that's how it was. So I'm just hustling and I'm just not having a ton of stamina because my foot just really starts to hurt at the end of the day. So it's better, but... It's not great. Unless I'm laying down, it sucks. So I did see a designer was kind of making a joke, but she bought a lay down laptop stand. No. (laughs) I'll find it. She's hilarious. I mean, I just feel like I would take a nap instead of working. But sometimes I just want to lay, like, I love laying down in my bed at the end of the day. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) It's where I retreat versus the couch or the living room or anything. So Wait, some of some of the pictures of these, it's like really weird. 
full, like you're laying flat on a bed and it holds your laptop over your freaking yeah. face. I feel like that's going to turn into the iPhone hitting your forehead scenario. I'm not in love with this idea. And I don't totally know what they... The ergonomics look really terrible. The way it bends your wrists and the way that's not... I think people just need to get... Well, Frida Kahlo did it. Um, I mean, but she had like, I mean, yours is a temporary medical condition. So I don't know that I would be buying your whole robotic bed situation. Terry, that's definitely a not sexy bedroom situation. Like, (laughs) honey, (laughs) not, honey, leave me alone. I'm working. Like, and you have a whole robot. It's like a headgear with a laptop on it. Yeah. Um, Some of these people are laid out like a dentist's chair. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can have like a monitor installed on the ceiling of my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please. Please don't do this. I'm not going to, but I would just say, yeah, hopefully you can find a way to get more rest and, and some relaxation. So if you guys want to see what we're seeing, you should Google lay down laptop stand. (laughs) The lay down laptop stand idea is not, it's not um, cute. It's a, it's a no for me. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't actually my sizzle. My sizzle is I'm working on a top secret project called my daughter's bathroom that I'm not doing for one room challenge. I'm just trying to bust it out like a really teensy refresh, but with right. maximum wow. Because Sean wouldn't let me. Do I wouldn't more? let you. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, really I did the whole bathroom needs restraint. to like be the whole bathroom needs to be gutted, and that's not happening right now. But it's gross because it's original, like 1960 tub and tile, and and Cecily's freaked out it. to go in there. She doesn't want to use she's it. It's not weird. really, but she's not encouraged. No. So we have this big house with three people using one bathroom. It's stupid. So <laughs> we might as well live in a two-one. You know, like at that rate, yeah. So she needs to start, and she's big enough now that it's like annoying that you're. Yeah, she's got. She her can do own stuff on her own. Hair stuff, yeah. I'm like, get it out of here. So anyway, we found a tub refinisher, and I just had them do that. So they just sprayed everything white. It's so fresh and clean. We still have to get all the plumbing redone or the fixtures and trim reset, but it's very satisfying already. So that's happening. It's going to be good. You're right not to go too crazy overboard because A, the expense, but also B, you're talking about how you have too many projects and that's basically a whole other project. Yeah. And my dad can't do anything heavy and my husband refuses. So I really have to do it all on my own or with a handyman for a few things. Right. I know. I definitely have that like personality of like, oh, I'm so stressed. I should just take on one more thing. I should just do more. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm over here figuring out maybe I don't want to do that. (laughs) And I talk myself out of things I want to do. And I think you said like Mm -hmm. the things that I can get the benefit from versus all this client stuff. It's just headache. Yeah. And there may or may not be like the like the what's in it for, right what's in it for you was just oh i got paid for the job well that's not always enough okay let's let's, let's get, get into the, the episode course. yeah 
We're here to talk to you guys about red flags. How to spot them. And I was thinking this is going to be a highly personal list for each of us based on how your business is set up, how you want your business to evolve. It's kind of like when I was dating right before I met my husband, I made a list of, I had, it was called the list and it was like things that I just would not accept any longer or okay. I knew where I didn't call it red flags, but it basically is what it was. Yeah. Will not be addicted to sports, drugs, <laughs> or porn, or gaming. But that's just a red flag. I can't talk myself out of any of that. I don't like it. So yeah. And experienced some of those. So once you've been yeah, through you it, got- then you can kind of be like, you know what? This is just never going to end well. Yeah, for me, it's, yes, we've lived these, but take these as cautionary tales. And then maybe it sinks in where you're like, oop, somebody warned me about that. I need to pay more attention. Is this a red flag for me? Or is this a yellow flag? And I don't, Mm -hmm. I think we pretty much are calling these all red flags just for the sake of ease. But some of these might not be hard stops for you. Some of these might just be, I need to pay attention. I have to watch what's happening right now. A couple of them might be like black and white checkered flags. Like you love it. Go. RuPaul's drag race. Start <laughs> your engines. <laughs> it really teed you up for that one. I mean, you guys, we didn't plan that, but okay. First one for me, don't be fooled by the size of the budget how nice the client seems, or how cool you think the project could be. Letting that cloud your judgment. Mm -hmm. Say more. I find that the client who is like, oh, I'm going to be spending $500,000 and our style is exactly what you want to do. And we're so easy to work with. They are not. That is not what's going to happen. They're not going to be that free with the money. Are you saying like- They're not- it seems too good to be true. It is. It probably is. <laughs> are you saying like, don't just stop there, like do more due diligence? Oh yeah, for sure. That doesn't mean like, oh, I'm not taking the job. You need to pay attention because that's a lot of too many good things all at once. And mm. those are few and far between in our world. And usually they come when you've been very established mm-hmm. and you've got a repertoire and a portfolio that really matches exactly that type of work over and over again. Are you the person in your town where every new construction California eclectic mansion is going to be built? Then maybe you are that go-to person, but just don't be fooled by that. I often find that the people who want to distract you with budget numbers or we're so cool and easy to work with, or the project is perfect, they're trying to sell themselves on getting you involved so then they can change everything afterwards, like bait and switch. So just be sure it's real. Yeah, I definitely think there's more that everyone needs to vet. This one, I think these two are kind of the same. If the client says, oh, I really want to work with you. I'm really into design and I follow (laughs) all these design bloggers I have an eye for it. I love shopping and looking for cool new stuff. That's a big one for me now. (laughs) It's the, oh no, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's zooming into me, you know? 
yeah as great as that person might be to have as my friend and like instagram dm buddy that i can that wants to share inspiration and cool stuff that makes them think of me i get that that i love that i mean i want them to have taste but i don't I don't want them to want to design the project. They, can't they have want me to. Des- yeah, you gotta you gotta pick, and then I have to go back to okay. So if you have an eye for design, why are you hiring a designer then? If you feel so confident in what you like and what you don't, why are you reaching out to me? I have a client right now that she has an eye for design. She's into it, but she just well, she doesn't really have time. And she doesn't know how to solve some of the issues in her own house. And she Mm -hmm. just doesn't want to deal with it. So that works. They like beautiful things and they might have a level of taste. They just need you to help them get that in their home. And they can't. She keeps buying cute pillows, but she's like, I'm throwing the pillows on this ugly furniture. you're like, girl, it's it's the sofa that's wrong, not the pillows. Yeah, and she knows that. So that's great. It's just, but then I've had other clients. I love design. I love linking stuff. I want to send you stuff and you can be my design buddy. No. No. That's a great consultation or maybe even designer on call, but. Yeah, sometimes people want a personal shopper to yay and nay with them and do all of that. So I feel like that comes at a price premium because you don't get anything out of that really. Well, you have to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the paycheck. And I have room for that in my heart, not in my schedule at the moment, but I enjoy that. I like to help people. So like you want them to be excited. It's honestly something I have to really like watch myself on to not agree to that. Yeah. I think that's where it really is going back to the boundaries of What you're asking for, if that's the red flag, doesn't really fit. I've had a a couple clients who just don't understand why I'm saying, I don't think I'm the right fit when you're giving me that red flag. What you're looking for is something I don't do, or it won't fit in my schedule right now, or you're looking for something more from me than I'm able to do for you. And that's okay to say, but... Yeah, I, I think the I'm really into design, I have an eye for design is you would hope that the best case scenario is someone who just has an appreciation for it and likes nice things is what you hope that they're trying to say, but they might not be. No, they might be saying, I want to do this. There's a local Facebook group that evolved out of a local mom's group and it's mom's decorating or something. And they're all really into design and they yeah, are redoing stuff in their house and redoing rooms and throwing each other ideas and re- resources and vendors. That's perfect for them. Some of the stuff I like really want to jump in and comment, but <laughs> I can't wave my own red flag. Like, right, right, right. Do it. So I don't know. And I don't want to belittle. They're having fun. Right. Um, but also if you start jumping in, then it's, oh, she's here to give us free advice. And that's another red flag. Totally. If you start so throwing I, out the advice for free, then people don't appreciate it for I its don't. value. And sometimes they're wrong or out of <laughs> touch. You know, I think I was telling you one woman is just really trying to find a free off the shelf inset cabinets for her entire kitchen for 12 grand. No, ma'am. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to be my client. So they're just going to have to do their own research. I've had lead calls where they kind of want that stuff. Oh, you know what? There's this great Facebook group. Just go in there. These women are on all the blogs. They're doing all the things. Yeah. 
And they know yep. local people and they'll talk to you. Yeah. And they have DIY ideas. They'll weigh in. You can girlfriend it out on there. Find a find a buddy. Okay. I want to touch back on that because that is one of the red flags that I have is the inspiration of that beautiful devil kitchen with inset cabinetry showing you stuff like that and then telling you i have a twelve thousand dollar budget for my whole 200 square foot kitchen remodel everything needs to be done and i want these cabinets and i want these viking appliances and it's just like girl there the design on a budget actually takes longer and it's harder to get to that i'm never going to be able to give you inset cabinets if you're not getting them made properly, then you're going to have to put some sweat equity into it or yeah, something. Or you're going to have to be okay that they're not forever cabinets. For me, the red flag is, do they really understand where the inspiration is going to change when it has an unreasonable budget? They're probably going to be full overlay style cabinets, paint grade, not stain grade wood, and you're going to have stainless steel appliances, that, but they're not going to be Viking or Sub-Zero or Wolf. You're going to be at Home Depot new. buying. Yeah, you're not getting the Lacanche like range. This inspiration <laughs> picture you sent me is a $250,000 kitchen. Like, do you realize? And, and then don't get mad at me for showing you a design that fits your actual budget. Or telling <laughs> you that's outrageous. I don't know. I've gotten in the position with things that are like more furniture but looking keep looking that's too much but i don't like it or that's too this is too much this is too expensive and then i don't like this price one or low price one and that's where and that's kind of where is it a red flag maybe if you are not ready to to figure out how to well that the things that we're talking about though are inside the project already so yeah, how you have you to address that. Flag? Well, how do you find the flag? It's like... I mean, I ask clients to have their inspiration photos ready as part of that initial consultation because I really want to get an idea for where are we headed. Mm-hmm. And then I will ask them things. Okay, you're showing me inset cabinets, but you're telling me a budget that will not allow for inset cabinets. Is it you just like the look of these painted cabinets and you'd be okay changing down, you know, to something that's in your budget? Or are you telling me I really need to have these items and I'm willing to give you more? And I think we have to push. (laughs) Right. Oh, I didn't like that. I just like that it has brass and blue. Okay. I can do brass and blue for you somewhere. If that's what you're totally in love with, I'll show you some options. We can get to it. But I have in the same sense... Even if you try to level set the budget, if they're still not reasonable, that's another red flag. Like these are real numbers. There's options for how we can make it cheaper, but you're not going to be happy. Here's what you lose. Yeah, especially in construction, the world you're in more, you're not giving them numbers because you want to extort that money from them. Your fee isn't changing. Yeah, I'm not making more money by telling you hey, we found a plumbing problem under your house and you have some options for how to fix it. Let's talk with the contractor. I mean, you're really not making that much more money if it's a $50,000 kitchen or a $100,000 kitchen. Your fee is going to be about the same. because I don't sell the cabinets. I don't sell the countertop. Which is a 
good thing for the client to recognize. I'm not trying to upsell you here. I'm just trying to not get into a situation later. Right. But that's all the construction stuff. Like is the inspirational reason is, is the inspiration reasonable with the budget is the budget reasonable even when you've level set everything. And then is the timeline reasonable? Truly that's probably what we fight against a lot right now because of COVID times is timelines are a red flag. If someone's telling you absolutely this must be done in three months and you know, it's going to take you six, don't try to tell them you can do it in three just to get the work red flag. Like, yeah, I can do it in three, but you're going to have about 5% of items to look at available (laughs) things. Yeah. Think we're going to have very few options because I'm only ordering things that are available and that's few and far. You're going to sacrifice something that, and to me, timeline lately has been the red flag where they have hard dates. Yeah. And a few clients I've said, I have one client where it's a kitchen and they're actually getting married through this. And I was like, I don't think we're going to start until after that. I don't that think then. your marriage is going to survive and it hasn't even <laughs> begun yet. <laughs> it's actually a good idea. Side note to go Remodel with someone together before you get married. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's the, it's the plot of the money pit where they practically <laughs> are true. divorced by the time they realize we still love each other and our house is beautiful use the timeline as your barometer of, well, that's unreasonable. And don't just say, sure, I'll do my best. No, put it in your contract and in your proposals, the real times, not that I will do my best time, Put really I, mean, go I feel like, like I've actually scenario. been considering putting one of those COVID-19 warning strips on the top of my website, you know, like everything on the website <laughs> has right now, like... I warning I've been, if you think anything's going to happen in a normal time frame just stop now. Yeah. Don't hi- basically you need a don't hire us if you're in a hurry. Yeah. And maybe that's how you avoid the red flag is are you in a hurry is in your intake form and if they're like oh yeah we have guests coming in 60 days great call me in 120 days. Cuz first <laughs> of all we'll get it's started. not safe to invite people over yet and second of all <laughs> it's not gonna happen it's not happening yeah i'd be happy to do a consult next week um uh, yeah i'll talk with you later i mean i've been we'll... in sourcing mode and i'm like oh this chair is available in june this chair is available in june great and I'm like, it's february you're so excited yeah that seems that seems good now hey hotties have you ever listened to the show and wish you could ask us questions Well, we just opened up private coaching sessions. Now you can book one or two hour Zoom sessions with Rebecca and me. Together, we bring over 40 years of experience in our combined professional backgrounds to help you with marketing, finance, and business strategy. We're here to guide you on anything from branding to systems to the emotional guidance that you need to run your business. Book today at hotyoungdesignersclub.com slash coaching or use the book now button on our Instagram. We can't wait to meet you. Those are like the budget, the inspiration, the timeline red flags. Can I just talk about a specific type of client? Mm -hmm. The attorneys. Okay. Particularly litigators. It's not a no. It's just a be really cautious. Are you ready to handle someone who might be questioning 
everything and trying to enforce in a business side of, I think, you know what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I kind of want to take it a step further and like, would be kind of funny is to do a personality quiz with your questionnaire. Almost a four tendencies one, which is a little bit higher level. I mean, no offense, but like questioners are. I'm a questioner. You are. And And I don't like being questioned. You don't. I'm married to two questioners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it just depends on what the topic is. So I would really need to know what they're interested. If you hired an interior designer, I'd be a a tough client. Like, oh yeah, nightmare client. Not a nightmare, but you would be, yeah, get your little microscope would be out on everything because you care about all that stuff. Terry right. would be okay because he was just like, is the chair comfortable? Is the TV big? But I don't know. It's, but I have like a question. I have a questionnaire client right now. He's actually the husband and I've never met him. And I 100% know he's a questioner. Yeah. I think it's just, but he's a doctor. I think the major fear that I have is looking at attorneys, honestly, wow. do some background gonna... searching, see, see if they have civil litigation where they've done it towards vendors. You can Google it. It's all public record. Like if I mean, they really, yeah, vendors or tradespeople or whatever, like that to me is just, whoa, you have to do a lot to end up in a lawsuit. It has to be. It, it has to be something either hard-headed where one person didn't want to give up till it hit a lawsuit or it was big enough that it had to end up there. It couldn't be settled outside of that. So I would just pay attention. Having said that, one of my clients, the husband is an attorney, but he's bringing me because they don't have time. For, he really does not have time or energy to focus on this. He had two questions about something in my contract, but he didn't want to change the contract. He was just like, what does this mean? And what does this mean? And part of that is because he knows that the main goal of the contract is to keep us on a deliverables page where we're both protected. And that truthfully in any contract, there's always room. If you needed to push on something, there's a back and forth that things can be figured out in an amicable way, but they don't see it as this thing that they're going to tear apart and revise your contract. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of people that like their clients want to do strikeouts and it's just, no, no, no. that's just a lack of respect. That's right. And it's pushing just to push. Okay. We get it. You're a, you're a great attorney and you might not love it, but I think it comes down to the, what's the intent of these things in our contract? What's the purpose of them? And if they don't agree in general with the purpose and the intent, they're approaching it from the, when I have to sue you, not if something goes wrong standpoint. It's the, well, when I have to sue you, I want this in there and I want that. Oh girl, I don't want to deal with that. Like, right. Find the right mix of the person who respects what you do and, Look, just maybe do some Google searches, find out what's in public record if they've been in anything before on it on a civil independent level, not as they're representing a client. Yeah. Just look, just think, look them up. I think the same thing comes into play with somebody who wants to change your process. Yeah. So yeah, you don't get to take the steering wheel, you don't get to decide how this is gonna go. 
if you want to ask for some kind of, I don't know, addendum or can we do this? And then that's just a different approach. And then you get a yes or a no versus like, I need you to do it this way. Yeah. I had a client who, uh, well, it was a potential client. We ended up not moving ahead, but they wanted to move to a flat fee structure. And I told them, okay, if that's the direction it's going, it, I mean, it was coming in more than double the hourly structure. Cause I already know what's going to happen. It was for a limited scope, a limited range. And I'm like, it's never going to be as easy as they think, but they want to control costs. So I'm just going to throw out a really wacky number to really justify. And they were like, oh no. And that's why we have the boundary because the red flag was, I want to do it a different way than the way you're telling me you do it. Okay. Based on all of your experience and yeah. Yeah. Like you're a designer. Okay. Like you want to tell me that it will only take a hundred hours for a whole house remodel. That's not realistic. So I'll just pretend it's not a hundred hours and I'm going to quote you 400 as the flat rate. (laughs) And then you ran away because you know better, like, and I feel bad no, for the, whoever fell for that, whatever designer they got to do it for really cheap. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they still haven't started. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, don't let anyone change your process or your contract. Unless yeah, I mean, really I would... reasonable and it makes sense for some reason that you're okay with. Yeah, there's got, I mean, it's got to be a what's in it for you to do it. If you're going to change your process and you're going to set the groundwork that someone's not going to respect what you have, you're the prize. So right. if they don't like that, then hasta la vista. <laughs> I have in my questionnaire what their level of making decisions is, like how well they make decisions. yeah. And I've found that's really been interesting. I always get comments too from the people, oh, I never really thought about that, but that's really something that like, and how they make decisions as a couple. I think it's like each individual and then together. Yeah. And then tell me who your number one decision maker is going to be. Like who it's going to default to. (laughs) Yeah. I only really want to deal with one person unless it's presentations. Yeah. I need a spokesperson, but as far as the red flag, yeah, if people are really waffly or now, I don't know, I have a client that says her husband tells her that she likes to chase the rabbit, which is like, that's a good metaphor. Yeah. Now I'm, it's kind of becoming a red flag. She's really knows it about herself and she's super, super nice. But it's almost like an anxiety thing of being able having to turn over every rock. Fear of missing That's out. I'm trying to vet out. I think it's where you're trying to get to is the client who is going, they're bringing you in because they know they do that and they don't want, they don't want this to go on forever and they want you to tailor the options. And if they're still going to go back and hunt and shop and do all of that, that's not what you want to be working with. No, because you're not saving them money ultimately. And I don't know. I feel like, again, that's like a good designer on call. Yeah. And maybe a series of consultations. I've been doing that a little bit more because I'm happy to review the things that you've looked at and tell you if I think they'll work in your room in the Zoom session. 
Yeah. But I don't want to present things and then have you find something that's either price hunting or a little bit different or cheaper or whatever. At that point, be free. Like, like no love I'm loss. not a questioner, but that's like a lot of questioning. That's well, and what are you excited. paying me for? You're paying me to come up with ideas. You're paying me to give you my professional opinion. If you don't want to take it, that's fine. But also like if my attorney or my CPA gave me directive advice based on their experience and education, and I was just, nah, I'm going to go I'm ahead and doctor. write that off anyway. Like, like yeah, you're doc- actually, doctor. You, you have a faulty medication instead. You have a faulty heart valve and you need to be getting this done. Nah, I'm just going to meditate some more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> have fun with that. I don't, yeah, it's a fine line between, I don't mind being collaborative with clients. They can give me ideas that are something that they saw or have or whatever. I'm not, that's not my idea. That's not in my vision. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But if it's everything, single thing, then that kind of, I guess it kind of, that's kind of going back to, I have an eye for design. Yeah. But it's a little different because this person doesn't always have to have that. Yeah, they just, they can't make the decision. They waffle. I, in that vein, when clients tell me, oh, we've just been looking at this for 15 years and we've never done anything. I'm like, oh girl, what? Why did this stop so long? To me, that's also, were we just waiting to save the money? Okay, but were we not able to reach any agreements with each other? I'm not here to uh, or be a are they... counselor. Like, well, I kind of am, but... Or are they for me? (laughs) It depends on the severity, but are they just really hesitant to change and make changes? And it took them this much time to really get up the gumption or. Yeah. Pay attention to that flag. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's just, it's so weird for me to think about it. If it wasn't budget, and you could have brought in a designer at any point. What was the reason why this has taken so long is kind of the red flag. Pay attention Sometimes to the answer to that. Sometimes it's having young family. Like I have, a, I think I'm arguing because I've had a few clients like that. And it's just the season of life. They the got question. out of college. They got married. They had kids. And in the meantime, they bought a nice house, but they never upgraded the furnishings. Right. And for you, that story adds up. That makes yeah, sense. That's true. And, yeah. But the we've had the money set aside and we've just never done it. And you're like, what? What? Tell me why we're not getting anywhere. Like, you guys don't agree. So this you, is like the you don't 40, have a style. Why have you like, been a bachelor when you're 45 years old? Never I mean, yeah, you've never been married. Yeah, yeah. So at some point you have to think what what's really going on and... To add to that is the client who tells you that they've worked with a designer before and it didn't work out. Molly, you're in danger, girl. (laughs) Well, when was this? 20 years ago? Was it, it didn't work out because we didn't realize what we were getting into and their first presentations came back and the budget numbers were great. Really ask a lot of questions because you might, you might be coming into a situation where you're going to have to fill the shoes of something that you know, you can never accomplish, but you need to find out what went wrong. Like maybe that designer went out of business or maybe that designer had a big family emergency and that's why it didn't work out. You got to know styles evolved and they haven't or. 
Yeah. Right. And they might have worked with a designer in the past that they didn't bring back because now they're retired. Okay. Like, get the answers to the questions. Better check those against some Google references. Mm-hmm. I would not, at, you know me, I will slide into DMs. I will call people. If that were me, I would, and, and it wasn't sitting right, because part of this is like, go with your gut. If it wasn't sitting right, I've, I ask clients the name of the other designer. I've never had to call or contact the other designers, but you, you know that I would. <laughs> you totally would. Can I have I would, designer references, please? I would say, well, who was it? And then there, and if they don't want to tell you the name, something, you better run. Something's wrong. Cause if it really is true, there's nothing lost on them for mentioning who it was. Nothing. Yeah. That's like, when I worked in banking, we were taught a lot about being respectful questioners and trying to understand, because we get all sorts of scams and all sorts of weird financial scenarios that come up in banking. And when I worked in compliance and anti-money laundering and all of that, you have to ask questions and not getting an upfront answer usually means there's more to it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just means what else is going on that they're not telling you. And that's my questioner life right there. Who was the designer? Why didn't it work out? What exactly was the problem? Like we have a another local Facebook group just for designers, and I, I don't know if this shit. I don't know if I said this last time, but I really am tempted to have like a red flag blacklist. Don't can, work with the Smiths. Yeah. To just protect would, each other, vendors and clients. And they could just search the name of a vendor or a client if when they get an inquiry. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, like the and Smiths. it's also like, hey, dude. The like, Smiths on Canyon Road in Sacramento, whatever Here's it is. what they like, did. Here's what happened. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the vendors is, hey, dude, don't fuck around. Have you heard of the designer blacklist? <laughs> get on it. I mean... I'm not the type to put stuff out there publicly on Yelp or something, but I definitely create my list. And then I have my list of don't, don't work with these again. And I do talk to contractors about who are you thinking of bringing in? And you know, I'm looking for, okay, good. It's not that plumber. Okay, good. It's not that cabinet guy. Okay, good. It's like like, the liquor store that has a driver's licenses or the bad people. (laughs) And they have to turn around and look at it. That's (laughs) what you want to do. That's what we have to do to protect each and other. I want right somebody now. else to do it. I mean, I think you should do it. If it's private, yeah. If it's a private and you're and it's all factual. That's the other thing. It's not, it's not speaking poorly about them. It's not like slanderized. It's just, hey, I hired them to do this. Here's and then happened. after four months, it still wasn't done. They did give me the refund, but you should be aware that they never delivered. It never happened. And this made me, this made me angry. Like, and in that case, I would then, oh, okay, well, let me ask them some more questions. Let me mm-hmm. reach out to that designer and tell me a little bit more. And truth, Has anything the other part, change? yeah, the other part of that is that when they know that we're all talking to each other, they do treat it differently because yeah. they want jobs. And so, I mean, there could be value in saying, you know, I heard a bad story about this with on so-and-so's job. And they're gonna be like, oh fuck, you all are really fucking talking to it. Cause yeah, I've noticed that <laughs> you guys have used like there's that yeah, and that's what they're afraid of is there's no longer the ability to lie about it or say it didn't happen. 
And that there, that's why it is valuable to have your concrete go-to people because they're dependent on giving you a better experience. And that's one of the reasons clients come to us is to get access to some of these trusted sources that they know is better than them experimenting over three or four failed jobs. Okay. I think we've got the, the final one. Well, I don't know. I just need a few pieces. Said everyone ever, but it was never true. You need a few pieces on your end table. Like, <laughs> there's yeah. no, like, you don't even. Yeah. I mean, I have, no I have a sofa and a chair, but I need like a few things. And you're like, mm, no. Anyone I've ever walked into who said, I think I just need a few pieces. And I go in and I'm like, your rug is covered in dog urine. That's not staying. <laughs> that has to go. Oh, we were potty training the dog and. Oh, I don't know. Could, it could be saved. No, you need a new rug. The, also, the five by seven rug has to go. It needs to be at least an eight by 10. Like, But I fill my entire SUV car up for like a little fine tuning styling for a photo shoot. Yeah. And for you somebody, think you just need a few pieces. Yeah. For someone who's just <laughs> starting and maybe they do have They might have a, new a sofa. few nice things. But that's two to three things in a house that needs hundreds of items. Right. And we kind of have a minimum project start. So. Yeah. The, the few pieces thing doesn't work for me. If, if we're going to no, do it, we're going to do it. That's why I do so many consults. Okay. You're in that territory. That's fine. Let's just. Here's some advice. A, here's have a little advice chat. I'll give you. I put a console for. table over there and I would get a nine by 12 rug here and you're going to go do it yourself. And there's a few pieces. That's it. Yeah. Or and like here above that console. One, and I just had one the other day and she wanted to replace her armchair in the, her pretty small room. Well, okay. Here's some ideas. Here's what I would look for. Find something, a chair with air under it and not too tall of a back. Here's how you can kind of measure your seat preference based on items you already have if you're going to shop online. Right. I think you should go for a punch of color. So Give them some parameters, go, but yeah. then they're going to do all the work. And, and you're not going to make anything off selling one chair or one coffee oh. table or one rug. It's no, just it's not, not worth, worth it. it for them to pay me for that time anyway. So they should invest that back into their projects. So, And that's to say, too, that for us, our business model has changed to where when I hear that, I know that that's a sign that I either need to move them over to doing the whole room or I need to move them down to consultative yeah. services or something else that does that. Because we're at a point now where unless I can finish a room to photograph worthy level and be happy with it, even if I'm not going to photograph it, it needs to be a full and complete room because someone else is going to come in and see that. And is it going to look like they worked with a designer? And, and it has to be they're profitable. <laughs> make it profitable to sell the stuff and also make sure that it speaks to what you want to do because when people do see it yeah. and they'll say, oh my God, I worked with Sean. It was great. I want people to see that it was great. Yeah doing that. I want them to say, I want to invest a similar level to this and then keep up leveling that with every room. When I started, I was doing the basically kind of like 
e-design level in my first year of business, which is a mix of like 12 pieces or so all throughout the house to kind of help everybody a little bit in every room. You never get that transformative effect. Clients go, oh, it's great. I love that in this room, but they never get the ooh-ah sensation of I worked with a designer. It That to me... And that was like that, I gotta they get probably paid spent job. a decent amount of money, but yeah. they didn't get a big. Oh, or we could have picked oh. one room and did yeah. a whole room for that and actually given them the motivation to do future rooms. Which is also the- what I've started doing for my own personal self. Because I used to do the same thing where I would just pick up things Put here a table and there here. The house and like this room's so bleh. So that's one room challenge style. It's really helped. For me to just sit, do it, the whole room, do an actual concept, do an actual, yeah, entire wow moment, think it through to the photos. And that's what, when my house really started coming together. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So basically listen to your gut. Don't, don't let people push your boundaries on stuff and don't get too excited by the project that you're missing some of these more obvious red flags and create your own list. Keep it running. And and I think this is the hardest part for me is just because the person is nice and you like, they can still be a red flag. Oh, a hundred percent. Most of the time. So red flag (laughs) isn't just some shitty person that is going to screw you over they could be super nice and really lovely but still but project oh, from red project yeah yeah red could project. be the totally wrong project or totally wrong budget or just the style is not what you want to do any more of and you're not going to be motivated to pick up that project from your desk mm-hmm. when you look at your tasks mm-hmm. you guys got this all of our hotties you know what to do until next time Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. You don't have to redesign them. Come with my clipboard. What's happening over there? What about that? Is that next week? The light fixtures in the garage. And then you're just like, pew, 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 pew. And... (laughs)